0: Well, when I was a kid, I used to sometimes watch a TV show. This was confession time. It was called the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yes. I might be uh, dating myself here. Some of you would not recognize this Incredible Hulk. Is he on the screen? There he is. Yeah, probably not the Hulk that you're familiar with. But when I was a kid, I used to watch this show once in a while, and I was clearly mesmerized by the strength of this guy. It was kind of weird. He would get like angry or stressed out and all of a sudden his muscles would bulge out and his shirt would rip open and, and here, here he was, he'd find himself in these unpredictable situations helping someone in need and using his brute strength to help them. And so as a little kid, appreciate I was a little child, I thought I could go around flexing my muscles and my shirt would rip and I'd find myself in these incredible situations to help someone in need yeah, that didn't quite happen. (laughs) Truth be told, my muscles never bulged out, and, and my clothes never ripped off because they were so huge, and I never lifted a car off of someone who was stuck underneath it, and fortunately, I never turned green. That's a good thing. Well, society has painted a picture for us of what it means to have strength, and we're often praised for the things that we do that display our strength, whether that's our physical strength and stamina, or maybe that's our inner strength and fortitude to face challenges. We admire people who have strength and stamina, and we praise people for being strong. We've been in a series called Living Love, where Jesus has been asked, what is one of the greatest commandments of all? And so Jesus takes time to express what is one of the essential cores of what it means to be a person of faith. And he describes this in Mark 12, verse 30. And we're going to unpack some of what that means for our life today. And it says this, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well, if you've been with us over the last number of weeks, we've unpacked parts of this verse. We've looked at what it means to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and all of our soul. And this week, we're looking at what it means to love God with all of our strength. Now, love is often referred to as a sentimental or gushy type of feeling. But to love God in this context is actually a verb. It's about an action and it requires obedience from you and I. It's about an outward transformation of what's actually happening inside of us. In fact, we are commanded to love God with the things that make us strong. It's not just enough to know and to believe, but rather we need to also be moved to action, to act and to live that love out in our daily lives. Strength, in this context, is actually talking about an outward expression of the inner person. Strength is referring to looking at what's already in our hands, what we're capable of, and where our energies and our efforts are used. It's about loving God and honoring him with the possibilities and opportunities that surround us in our everyday living. And as you and I seek to love God with our heart, our soul, and our mind, those are things that we need to have continually transformed on the inside of us as we've learned over these last number of weeks about about using our minds to to learn and to explore and, and our hearts to understand. Sometimes we need to bypass our logic and actually get a sense of, of what's happening in our spirit and what God is de- teaching us and leading us on. We need to keep working on those things. But the reality is this. In any inner transformation, we cannot help but have that, inf- that transformation internally leak out into how we live our lives. What happens on the inside must be lived out if it is of any worth Or value. That inner transformation that God does in us is not to be kept to ourselves. Rather it leaks out into how we live our lives and where we put our efforts and our energies. Now it may be easy for us to say that we love someone but if we never express that love outwardly well there's pretty much no indication that that love is really there. It's easy to say it but we need to live it. And this is where the old adage Action speaks louder than words is really, it makes sense. We need to be able to display our love for others and for God by our actions, not just our words. Words, as we know, can fail us. But when we see what's being lived out from what's happening inside of us, it makes a difference. Words will only go so far. It is action and service towards God and others that express the truth of what's inside of us. Love lived out. In other words, our love for God was not meant to be hidden. It was not meant to be simply existing in our thoughts and our feelings alone. It was meant to be lived out, an example of our strength and what God is doing within us. So, the practical part of this verse would seem to be to love God with all of your heart and your mind. But what does it actually mean to love God with all of your strength? We are called to love God with the things that we are capable of. For instance, with our resources, our abilities, with our influence, our accomplishments, and even our talents. And that's why it's so important for us to understand our strengths, to know what we have been given and what is within our means that we can offer to God as an act of worship and service to Him. Learning to love God with all of our strength requires us to do a bit of work on ourselves. In fact, it's really important for us to start to look at us and the things that we're good at and the things that we enjoy and the things that make us come alive. So it requires us to also ask some questions of ourselves and I want to ask us this morning the first question. What are some things that you are good at or enjoy doing? I want you to think about that for a moment. Think about yourself and your life. What are some things that you enjoy? Do you enjoy music? The arts? Do you enjoy baking? Maybe you love working with kids or seniors. Maybe you're keen on science, or you have a detailed mind and enjoy organizational structures. Maybe you love writing or creating things with your hands and building stuff. Or perhaps you're great at sports, and you devote a lot of time to health and exercise. Or maybe you have a mind for law, and when it comes to things of social justice, you seem to come alive. Some people do things like strength finders or gift testings or Myers-Briggs to help kind of dig a little bit deeper into themselves to figure out some of those things that they enjoy, that they like. And so you don't necessarily have to do that, but it's a great way to tap into learning a little bit more about ourselves and what some of those things are that make us who we are and what we are created to do. It can certainly help discover more of us and how we can be creative in serving God. The point is, we have a responsibility as people of faith to understand how the very things we enjoy and the things that we're actually good at can be used to serve God. Sometimes we overthink this and think it has to be more complicated than what it is. But the reality is, I want to ask you this morning to think about something that you enjoy doing, something that's already a part of who you are. So the next question is this. Are those things that you've identified things in your life that you use to serve God and others? Do they help point others to Jesus? We need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us how to love God with these things in our everyday lives, not just in the big stuff. When you and I can understand what it is that we've been given, we can then understand how best we can serve God. For instance... If you're really good at organizing parties, use that as a means to serve others. Maybe you're really great with kids and can bless a single parent by watching their kids so they can have some time by themselves. These are practical things that you and I can do. Maybe you're great with words and you have the ability to actually write encouraging messages to people at work who maybe don't hear affirmation in their lives. Sometimes it's the simplest little things about who we are and the things that we enjoy that we miss out on for ways that we can serve God with our strength, with things that are actually a part of our innate nature and who we are. In fact, there are just a few examples of what it means to love God with all of our strength. It's finding and discovering what's already in your hands to use to serve God and to love others. And the best part about it? It's like a turbo booster. Because when we operate out of our strengths and the things that give us energy, it gives us life and joy and fulfillment. It doesn't drain us and and leave us on the sidelines going, oh my goodness, why did I do that? When we actually serve out of the abundance of who we are and that strength and that purpose, it actually gives us life and energy. So I'm going to give you a few examples of this because I love observing people. So I'm going to tell you two little things. (laughs) Last week, one of our dear friends was here and noticed out front, she's going to love that I'm telling this, out front there's a bunch of weeds that were overgrowing and clearly nobody's taking care of of manicuring the the stuff out front. And so she noticed that the weeds were overcrowding the sidewalk and the walkway as you come up to to the building. And so this morning she showed up, and I thought it was weird. I was like, what the heck? She showed up with shears in her hands. (laughs) She spent... A good chunk of the morning out there hacking all the weeds so when you came in today, you weren't being knocked over by all these overgrown, dusty weeds and grass everywhere. To me, it was such a perfect and beautiful example of something that she enjoys, which is gardening. So she's not out there to plant flowers and do everything else, but she recognized something that needed to be done. And so this week, she showed up with clippers. And she spent the morning out there cleaning everything up. Now, you might not notice that. But I want to share that with you because it's such a beautiful example of what it means to serve out of your strengths, to serve out of something that is, brings you joy and is practical. Sometimes we overcomplicate things and think, think that serving God has to be some huge, big thing. I also want to tell you about another one of our volunteers. Some of you might know her. Her name is Sabine. And I told her this morning I was going to share a little bit about this. Sabine is an amazing woman. She's a physicist She is brilliant. She is a mom of three, two university students, one still in high school. She's an amazing woman. But what you wouldn't know about Sabine is she lives in chronic pain. Something else you might not know about her is because of her pain, she's unable to work. And she spends a lot of her time sometimes unable to move. Sometimes she's stuck in her bed. But she's one of our volunteers here at 10th. And you know, I've learned a lot from Sabine over the last couple of years as she's come and served. She gets up early on Sunday mornings and she comes and moves equipment and helps set things up. And she works alongside me and others doing so many things. And there's so many times I say, Sabine, like, this is too much for you. You can't do this. And she looks at me and she says, Oh, you, you don't understand. I get to do this. This is joy for me. There are so many things in my life I can't do anymore. She was an avid rock climber, she's unable to do that anymore. But she looks at me and says with joy in her eyes, no, I get to do this. She uses her energy and her strength to come and to serve you. And you don't even know it. Because that's the abundance of what God has done inside of her, that she comes out of the goodness of what God has given her. She uses her strength and her energy to serve. There's lots of little things that you and I have the capability of doing that's already in our hands. Sometimes we're looking for all the big stuff, But when we come to a place of honoring God with our strength and loving him and others with our strength, that actually means what we're already capable of doing. And we don't actually have to look very far at all. Our role as people of faith is to pursue our love for God in every aspect of our daily lives, in all that we are. I love how Rick Warren, a known pastor and author of The Purpose-Driven Life, puts it. He says this, We grow weary, tired, and expend ourselves in all sorts of ways. But the call here is to understand that what we do matters. How we live and love matters. And it's not about a physical energy, but a synergy of joy that comes from loving him by serving Him in all that we do. It means that when we're using all that energy in our vocation or in school, we're doing it because it is pleasing to God to make the most of our abilities for Him. We are loving God with our abilities, with our being, with all of our strength. Colossians 3.23 says this, Whatever you do, work on it with all of your heart as though you are working for the Lord and not for people. You know, I'm going to be the first to tell you that um, I'm not always good at this. I've done a lot of things in my life in my own strength. (laughs) In fact, I've even gone through clinical burnout because I have expended my energy and efforts doing things that maybe I wasn't necessarily supposed to be doing. I might have had great intentions, but, but I certainly wasn't putting my efforts where I needed to be the most. And as a result, my body and myself suffered because of that. And while you and I may have good intentions, it's easy for us to think that we need to be doing a lot of things. But rather, when we can come to the source of God's love and understand what he asks us to do in serving him and honoring him with our strength, we find ourselves replenished, not sucked dry. We find ourselves energized, not left on the sidelines picking up the dirt. If you are a doer like me, it can be hard to learn to do less and to find balance in all that we want to accomplish. I love how Brene Brown, a known researcher and and well-known author, puts it. She says this, it takes courage to say yes to rest and play in a culture where exhaustion is seen as a status symbol. This is exactly what God wants us to do to enjoy rest and play, to not think that we always have to be doing. But when we love God and others out of the strength that we have, it brings us joy and fulfillment and satisfaction that you will not get from expending yourself in things that he's not ever asked you to do. We need to ask ourselves, is what we're putting our best energy and efforts towards something that honors God, and is it what he's really asking us to do? How best are my efforts serving him? Or are they serving me? We need to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves some of these questions. You see, when you're working on loving God with our minds, our hearts, and our soul, it transforms us. We become empowered with the desire to serve God from another place within. It comes from a place of joy and fulfillment. It comes from a place of knowing it's not in our own strength or ability, but rather it comes from living in obedience to who we were designed to be. i want to read this verse to you from Ephesians 3:16 and it says out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his holy spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the lord's people to know sorry to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Remember when I said earlier that what happens on the inside starts to leak out around us? Well, the more we experience that transformative work of God in our hearts, our souls and our minds, that inner working, it can't help but spill out into how we love others, into how we live and how we serve and how we use our hands and our gifts and our talents to bless those around us. When we come to a place of grasping the depth of God's love for us, it makes serving Him a joy and a place of fulfillment. And it flows out of our love for him. It impacts our physical strength and our time and our energy are spent pursuing him and what he's actually asked us to do. So if you're a student, that means pursuing God in all that you do to use your strength to understand how you study and how you use your time and where you put your efforts. It's kind of this little word we don't like called time management, right? Oh, it makes you cringe, right? I know, I can feel it. I've been there, done that. But this is the thing. Where we put our time speaks volumes of what we prioritize. Where we put our efforts and our energy speaks a lot about what matters most to us in our lives. It's just not about what we can do for God or how we can serve him, but it's also making room in our lives for how we can work through us and how we can use us. What we do with our hands is a practical use of our ability to honor God. Don't underestimate your talents and your abilities. You are far more capable than maybe you give yourself credit for. I love how Mark Batterson, a pastor of National Community Church in D.C., puts it. He says, energy may be the least appreciated dimension of love because it is the least sentimental, but it is the most practical. And how we invest our energy reveals our true priorities. Let me read that last part again. How we invest our energy reveals our true priorities. When we can examine our own lives and see where we're putting our efforts, our time, it shows what's really important to us. And it allows us to see maybe things we need to redirect in our lives or areas that we need to continue to step into. Where we put our energy says a lot about what we love. Where we put our time and our effort says a lot about what's important to us. And we each need to take inventory of our lives to put our energy and strength into the things that directly express our love for God and his work in our lives. Batterson goes on to say this about love. Love doesn't play it safe. It takes risks. Love doesn't make excuses. It takes responsibility. Love doesn't see problems. Rather, it seizes opportunities to step up and to step in. In fact, the Greek word for strength in this verse means the antithesis of apathy, and Jesus is the ultimate example. In other words, strength means the complete opposite of having a lack of enthusiasm, of passion, or purpose, and Christ is our example of living love. You know, when I look back on that 70s show, The Incredible Hulk, it's a pretty cheesy show. (laughs) It's not exactly... I don't know, I was a kid, so I didn't always understand what I was watching, but I thought it was fun. But this guy's misguided anger would land him in a position to somehow help people. But the thing is, he always ended up back as his normal self again, always having to wait for a moment of rage or anger for him to bust out and find himself in a situation to help people. It's the complete opposite of what we're called to as believers. We don't need to wait for these opportunities to serve God or, or wait for something to stir us up. The opportunities are every day in our lives. They're in our workplaces, they're in our schools, they're in, on the bus when we're traveling, they're in our sports, they're in wherever we are. Those opportunities to serve out of our strength are right there in front of us. There's something to be said for being able to love with what we have in our hands and being able to serve. Not to be recognized or to gain accolades from others or praise, but just because love is living out what is right in front of us. Simply because we've been loved, we get to love others and to love God. And it comes from an inner strength that is genuine and sincere. You have gifts and talents right in your hands. Maybe you're a baker. I love this. We have people that love baking, And just show up at someone's dorm and here's some cookies. Score. We have Johannes who's here who often makes banana loaf and leaves it in the office for people and sends out a message, hey, I made fresh banana loaf, it's in the lounge, come and get it. Something that is simple that you think, well, that's not serving God. I want to tell you something, reframe your perspective, that is serving God. That's loving others. That's using something you enjoy out of your strength to honor. That's like my friend showing up with the shears this morning, cutting the weeds she didn't do it so you'd know about it. She just did it because she saw an opportunity. That's the beautiful thing. So I want to end today with sharing a picture with you. And it's one of my favorite images. And it's of someone who I love dearly. In fact, this is um, this is a picture of my dad's hand. And my dad... Um, His profession was, he's retired now, was a heavy-duty mechanic for 40 years. And his hands have seen a lot. His hands are scarred. They have been dirty and stained with oil. I grew up holding my dad's hands in church, always seeing the dirt on them. Uh, I've been with my dad when he's injured these hands, and I've had to take him to the hospital to get stitches. But my dad has also used these hands to serve. And in this picture, he's actually gone to Uganda to help build some homes for um, orphans and a schoolhouse. He went to the West Indies after Hurricane Hugo blew through and destroyed much of that, that small island, and he went to rebuild homes. My dad has used his hands to serve people, and his hands have been a beautiful example to me of what it means to serve. See, my dad's not the guy that's going to stand up in front of you and tell you how to love Jesus, but my dad is the guy who's going to show you what it means to love Jesus. He's used these hands all over the world to help others, but these hands, well, this picture here is a little boy who climbed up onto my dad's lap and fell asleep, nestled into his chest and fell asleep and his little hand was in my dad's hand, and he took this picture. But this is such a special picture to me because it shows me the example that I've had in my life of a man who grew up in Poland without very much, came to Canada to to start a new life, worked hard, used his hands, loves God. These hands serve in the community. These hands have held my hands They've wiped my tears. They've changed the oil and the brakes on my cars over the years. These hands are a beautiful example of what it means to serve. He's not perfect, but he's shown me in my life what service means. He's shown me what it means to operate out of your strengths. He uses his hands to help single moms fix their cars or a neighbor down the street fix their lawnmower. You see, when we operate out of our strength of what God's already gifted us with, it's a beautiful example of what it means to love God. It's a beautiful example of what it means to be Jesus with skin on, serving and loving God and honoring him with what's already in your hands. You don't need to go searching high and low for all these radical things that you think you need to do. It's about what you're already capable of doing. You see, my dad says this to me. He's like, it's not what you can do that matters. He goes, it's not what you can do. It's what you can do that matters, not what you can't. Well, I got that all messed up. (laughs) Dad, be proud of me. (laughs) My point is, it's what you can do that matters, not what you can't. And so often, you and I disqualify ourselves from loving God and doing things in service to him because we think it has to be big and spectacular. But I want to challenge you today. Look at your hands. Look what you're capable of doing. What do you love to do? What do you enjoy? That is what you have to offer those around you. Out of the strength and abundance of who God's already created you to be, you have the ability to honor God with not just your mind, your heart, and your soul, but also with your strength where you put your energy, says a lot about what matters to you. And so with that, I want to close with these challenging words from Mother Teresa that I hope maybe you can incorporate into your own life. And it says this. She says, you need only ask at night before you go to bed, what did I do for Jesus? What did I do with Jesus today? You only have to look at your hands. So may you be encouraged today to know that what you do for him comes out of what you already have within you to honor him with all of your strength. You need only look at your hands. Thank you.